the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah, live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes at the worst possible times. But Isaiah the prophet, and you need someone to speak into your life. Not just someone with some advice, but somebody that hears from God in the midst of your crisis. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz, went to him and said to him, watch this now. The first thing he said to him was pretty good. But the next thing, it make you want to leave the church. And I find a lot of people today, you know, as long as I'm preaching in line with what you like, everything's okay. But the moment I mentioned 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, you hear what I'm saying? The moment, like I said, you got a little bit of that. But Isaiah, he spoke God's word, whether it was positive, whether it was negative. He was faithful to the message. He came to the king. It's the king. And kings had a habit of killing prophets, particularly when they said what they didn't like. He said, king, set your house in order. Hezekiah didn't have a son. So the next heir wasn't obvious. So what God was saying is, Hezekiah, I need you to come up with a succession plan. I need you to select someone to rule after you. Watch this. He continues. For you shall die. Then he said, in case you didn't understand what I was saying and not live. (laughs) The statement is double emphatic. Most of us would fall apart if we heard such a word. But not Hezekiah. Hezekiah didn't just hear a word. He knew God's heart. And if you know God's heart, I don't care how hard the word sounds. You can prevail and you could tap into more than what you just heard. Listen to Jeremiah 18 verse 7. This is a very, very instructive passage of scripture. Ezekiel repeats it. And actually, uh, this verse goes on a little bit longer. It says it in the positive and negative. We're only going to focus on the 
uh, positive part here. He said, the instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a person or a kingdom, forgive me, which is also true of an individual and a person. And if I tell that person, hey, I'm going to pluck you up, pull you down, you're going to be destroyed. Watch this. If that nation or person against whom I have spoken turns. I don't know if you hear what Jeremiah is saying. He's saying, now, I might say one thing, but the end result's really not dependent on me, but how you respond to what I say. He said, if that person turns from its evil, I will relent. I will change my mind. If instead of walking away, instead of getting mad, instead of, if you turn your heart to me and say, Lord, I don't get it, but Lord, I know you love me. I know you're for me. I, I, Lord, I trust you. If you would just turn, I will literally change my mind of the disaster that I thought. And by the way, the only reason I thought it is because what you did, not because I really wanted you, that I thought to bring upon it. You see, everything is not destiny. Some things in our lives could have turned out differently. If we would have just turned our hearts toward God. Instead of blaming him, getting angry at him, and, and walking away, if we would have just turned from our evil ways, if we just said, Lord, I know you love it behind us. I can't figure this out, but Lord, I trust you. What did Job say? Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. If you would turn to him, God can change the very pronouncement that was uttered from his own lips. 2 Kings 20, verse 2. Watch Hezekiah's response. Then he turned his face towards the wall. He intentionally turned away from every advisor, every problem, every distraction. Just as we will over the next 21 days. Why are we turning our faces to the wall? Why are we doing this? Because this world has gone plumb crazy. People are absolutely out of their minds and we need God more than ever. It's not going to hurt you. You know what? How the stomach turns or how the world turns or whatever. You don't need that. As much as you might think. What the housewives of Atlanta, New York, or New Jersey are doing really doesn't matter in the scheme of things as much as you might think. He turned his face, missed some programs to the wall. And he prayed. Again, the prayer is recorded because it's instructive. Let's learn. He said, remember now, O Lord, I pray. Remember how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. And I have done what was good in your sight. Now on this side of Calvary, you could think this was a proud and perhaps a boastful prayer. But the king could not depend on Jesus's righteousness as we can to get his prayers answered. You see, we were taught to pray in the name of Jesus, not my own name. 
in the name of Jesus. And by the way, it's not just a tag you put at the end of a prayer. It's you recognizing the only reason I come to you, Father, is because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at Calvary. He paid the debt. He opened the way. And I'm talking to you in his name. But here's the point. If King Hezekiah, relying on his own righteousness, could reverse that situation, how much more those to whom God, God has robed in his own righteousness can go to God and expect results? You see, Hezekiah pointed to what he did. But when I pray, I say, Lord, look at Jesus. Look at him bearing my sins on Calvary's cross. You place everything I ever did wrong on him. He was my substitute. He was the sin bearer. He took it. He bore it. And on the third day, you vindicated him, raising him from the grave. And God, I pray in that name, not my own. That's why prayers in the Old Testament are often spotty because it depended a lot on you. But in the New Covenant, if anybody should ever get a prayer answered, It's those that trust in that name above every name. It says, and Hezekiah wept bitterly. What a time to fall ill, to die, to leave your nation leaderless. But the Bible says Hezekiah wept profusely and passionately. Bitterly here, we we just read. His shoulders were shaking in awe. You see, it's one thing to pray a little passing, a little formal prayer, but it's one thing when your spirit, your mind, and your emotions, your body, every part of you lines up with the prayer prayed. And there are times, that's why Jesus said, you know, this type doesn't come out but by prayer. You see, see, they wanted to pray a little casual prayer, come out. And God said, no, no, no. Sometimes when the Bible speaks of supplication, there's a prayer petition, and that's just, you know what, you said it, God, do it. But a supplication is when your heart, mind, soul, and body, everything lines up. And, and you're not just praying out of your mind. You are praying out of your guts and out of your heart. It shivers and shakes you to your very core. So this king was making a supplication, but not just for himself, ultimately for his people. He had no one to take his place. He was the leader and, and he had defeated the uh, Assyrians or Isaiah and him had run them back before and without him things would be very difficult and very different. So he prayed and he wept. He wept and he prayed. He prayed and he wept. He wept and he prayed. And it happened. Did you hear me? He wept. And he prayed. He prayed and he wept. And it happened. Before Isaiah had gone out into the middle of the court, Isaiah had just spoken a word to the king. He walked into the palace through all the, the guards and all the rest. King, you're going to die. But before he could get to the front gate, While he was still in the middle of the palace, God told him to turn around. Here we have the most exact prophet in all of scripture. You read Isaiah, I mean, he's hundreds of years before the cross and he sees things bystanders didn't even see. I mean, he is detailed and absolutely accurate to the T. 
But when we pray or when we respond to God prayerfully and wholeheartedly, even though it might be a rough thing God says to us, we can often turn it around. When he turned his heart to God, he turned the prophet around. He actually made it seem like the prophet was wrong. It was almost like, I'm sorry. This is the most exact prophet, and you can make your spiritual leaders look wrong if you just turn your heart. But instead, we often walk away or point the finger. But if we just turn our hearts, Isaiah couldn't leave with the same message he left. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, return. I want you to tell him something different now. He said, you didn't hear me. That last word you heard from God may have been conditioned on a bad response. God didn't hear me. But if you would just turn your heart before the prophet leaves, God could turn it around. He said, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. See, finally, he's a leader. He never called him a leader before. When you're weeping, praying, and your whole heart is about God's people, that's when you truly lead. He said, thus says the Lord, the God of history, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. His prayer and his tears. His tears and his prayers changed everything. You know why Satan tries so hard to limit our praying? Because he knows that our praying limits him. So that's why so many distractions, so much going on, because he knows if his people called by his name would ever humble themselves and pray, we would hear from heaven and God would heal the land. So we have every distraction under the sun to keep us from that one thing that could change everything. A moment ago, he said, hey, Hezekiah, you're going to die. But Hezekiah's response to God caused the prophet to return and say, surely I will heal you. Why did this happen? Because he would not accept automatically the bad news. Instead, he sought the Lord. James 5 and 6 says this. The effective, now watch this. And fervent. Not the praying and passing, but the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The NIV says it a little more clearly. It says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The last thing the devil wants you to do is this next 21 days. The last thing he wants you to do is to be found on your knees praying for your daughter, praying for your son, praying for your niece, praying for your nephew, praying for your sister, praying for your pastor, praying for your brother, praying for your mother, praying for your father. The most powerful place in the universe is a believing child of God on their knees. We all know the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus all our sins and griefs, what? 
to bear. What a privilege to what carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace. Watch this. We often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. That's what we got to learn to do. Second Kings 20 and verse 5. That clock is being mean. I cast the devil out that clock. On the third day, just as Jesus would get up on the third day, Hezekiah was about to get up on the third day. You shall go up to the house of the Lord. God saved him so he can continue to worship. Now, if God heals you, what are you going to continue to do? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why some folk don't come back here. But I got to give you the whole counsel there. He said, and I will add to your days 15 what? Years. See, Hezekiah just wanted to be healed of a disease. God gave that plus 15 years as a bonus unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think be glory and praise. Where without, you hear what I'm saying? We can't limit our God. This guy was supposed to be dead. God said, not only am I going to heal you, I guarantee 15 more. He said, I will deliver you and this city from the hand of that dumb king that decided to put my name in his mouth the wrong way. All this happened because one man prayed. What might happen in your family, on your job, in your neighborhood, in your church, if just one person, one righteous person would fervently and effectually pray to God for healing and intervention from on high. Verse 7, we got to move. Then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. This was a, a compress of figs, which was used for medicinal purposes, often to heal ulcers of the skin. So they took it and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And I want to say this to all the super uh, spiritual people in the room. It's no less of a miracle just because God uses medicine. Because here's something I know. If God said you're going to die, you can use all the medicine you want. You're going to die. Ultimately, it was not the medicine. It was the God behind the medicine that healed Hezekiah. Hezekiah had, had asked Isaiah, and, and, and this is important because Hezekiah was nobody's fool. This was a man with responsibility, power, and uh, he was a worldly wise man as well. He said, now, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day? You see, my Bible says it's out of the mouth of every two or three witnesses that every word is to be confirmed. It said every word is to be confirmed. So some people, the first time you hear something you want to hear, you run off and act like God done spoke. But if God has really spoken and he's the God of the Bible, he will confirm it with two or three witnesses. So Hezekiah said, I'm not going for the okie doke. You know what? Uh, I need God to confirm this. Now, I used medicine before. And I was just as sick after the thick compress than before the compress. So what's going to make this, this, this different? And, and he's, this is really important. 
Being gullible is not the same as having faith. Don't confuse the two. I have learned to wait on the Lord. Lord, if that's you, you're going you're to make it clear. You, you, go, you are God, and you, and you knew that I was going to require you to confirm it before you said it, and, and be God and get it done. So, so I know that it's you. And by the way, that's how you lose your faith. Jump it off, believing stuff that God ain't never said. He said, how did that happen? Well, you didn't follow the scripture. He said, let every word be confirmed. But you married that man anyway. Oh, why did I go there? Why did I go there? Like, God, why? I said, out of my mouth of two or three, wait, the Bible said that he, we, 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 oh boy, here we go. The Bible said that we're not to be unequally yoked. But you yoked up anyway. And then upset, you got a black eye. So let every word be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Lord, show me in the book. Even, Lord, confirm in life what you're saying. Isaiah answered. He said, this is the Lord's sign to you that, that the Lord will do what, he, what he's promised. And he said, Here's, and he posed a question. This guy ought to be dead, by the way. And God's giving him options now. Pick your miracle. He said, shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall I go back 10 steps? Did you just hear that? Now, back then they used sundials. We're going to see one on the screen. And they used there, you, you see the shadow to tell what time it was in the day. So what God was saying, I could either skip forward the clock or, 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 or I could cause the clock to go back. All this to a man that was a dead man just a few hours before. <laughs> okay, and, and Hezekiah thinks, okay, okay, okay. Listen, time always moves forward. You know what? I think it's a simple matter for, for the shadow to go forward. You know what? I, I, I've seen the clock move forward. As a matter of fact, it's going forward all my life. I want something more impossible. He said, this is what I want, Hezekiah. Have it go back 10 steps. I want a guy that was supposed to be dead. Please hear me. A guy that God said, man, you will die and not live. God turned back the hands of time for a man who just pressed into his heart in spite of what he heard. Dang, that, that's big. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord. This is important. Isaiah had the word of the Lord, but he still prayed through what he heard. Some things will not happen. You might have a word, but if you don't pray it through. Okay, that didn't go well, but it's, I'm in the book. Then Isaiah called on the name and the Lord made the shadow go back 10 steps. And it went down the stairway of Ahab. And this is what I wanted to get to. And we're a little bit over time. If you are serious, if we are serious over the next 21 days, I not only believe that God can heal, I believe that God can turn back the hands of time. Yeah, and I I know in your limited mind you say God can't do that. Well, I used to think so too. I would say to God, it's too late. I'd say, God, you know what? Too much water is under that bridge. Lord, I I done lost it or it's disappointing and you can't fix that, God. And I watched God. And and as soon as I said it, he'd get a smile on his face. Boy, let me just, I got something to show you. And I'd watch him do something 
now that counterbalanced everything that happened in the past, that actually made what happened in the past disappear. And I was like, how'd you do that? I've had other situations where something in the past was so stuck and so big that couldn't be fixed, but all of a sudden it gave me perspective and all of a sudden it kind of went away and the sting of it was absolutely gone. We are not talking about an idol. We are not talking about human theology and philosophy. We are talking about the creator of the ends of the earth. We are talking about the God that has made everything that has been made. Is anything too hard for our God? He can turn back the clock on things in your life. And you think, man, and you think I'm just preaching, because I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm in the book. I'm preaching you the word of God. I'm telling you, what God, this is the God of history. He's done it in the past, and he will do it again. He's the same God. If you believe him, he'll turn it around. Church, God can turn it around. He can move back the hand of time. You say, well, I'm too old now. God make you feel young again. Me, me and my, my, my wife, we've been fighting too long. Well, let me tell you something. God make y'all like teenagers. Y'all be on the phone again. Y'all be, you, you remember what, what? I'm beating up the clock too. But, but remember when you're a kid, you fall asleep on the phone and listen to him or her breathing. And you wake up, oh, hey, good morning. But God can do that. He can turn back the clock. But you got to turn your face to the wall. And if you do your part, God will certainly, he's the same God. He will do his part. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.